All right, so hi everyone and welcome to Rise and Wine, our brand new wine. our brand new podcast. I'm Isabel Cody, one of your hosts. I'm also Seamus Singh, but I'm not one of your hosts. <laughs> and we are creating a podcast about wine because we found in the past, um, based on our own research, that we both do enjoy drinking wine. Um, and we figured, since we are such avid wine drinkers... We really need to expand our knowledge of both wine terminology and what wine can be paired with. You know, pretty much just... <laughs> Those are our two main goals. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much uh, all things to make us wine experts so we can go to bougie parties and, you know, yes. share our knowledge. We hope to take a wine tasting class at some point. I think that's kind of how this came to be as we <laughs> talked about doing that. And then we decided, no, we'll do it on our own. We'll just make a podcast. Yeah. Maybe we'll still do that. Yeah, so... Join us on our journey through uh, discovering what it's like to be a, and here's a new term I learned while researching, sommelier. A is sommelier. It? Yes. Do you know what that word I, is? I don't. Okay. So. I would have had a guess before this podcast, <laughs> but I, I, I don't anymore. Okay. So as a wine expert, yeah. so you, through this podcast, you can join us. Um, on our journeys to becoming sommeliers. All right. But um, we also have a guest <laughs> with us today. We'd like to um, welcome Aaliyah Hayworth. Aaliyah, say hello. Hello, everybody. All right. So she may be uh, throwing a few comments in here and there. We wanted to talk about uh, Hamilton as well. That'll, that'll be to It'll, come on the podcast. Yeah. Expert. So um, we're going to start out the podcast today by... Uh, discussing the wine so every week we're gonna choose a new wine mm-hmm. and, Isabel and i each have a bottle yep yeah so we each have a bottle so you can you can drink along with us if you want just pause the podcast run to the liquor store buy this wine and you can see if you agree with our opinions on the wine we got this wine at dinky town liquors um so isabel what are we drinking today we are drinking a rex goliath the legend free range red um, just some stats about this bottle of wine. <laughs> it's a 750 milliliter, so just your uh, average bottle size. Mm-hmm. And um, it has a whole story on the back. Yeah. Um, so Rex Goliath, uh, <laughs> under that, the legend. Um, and the story is, at the turn of the century, HRM, parentheses, His Royal Majesty, Rex Goliath was a treasured circus attraction. Weighing in at 47 pounds, Rex was built as the world's largest rooster. Our wines are a tribute to <laughs> Rex's larger-than-life personality with a big fruit-forward flavors that are sure to please. Our winemaker was given free range, get it free range, uh, to develop <laughs> the best possible red blend. Free range red offers a jammy red fruit flavors <laughs> with a smooth and easy finish. If you need any more information, you can be sure to visit www.rexcolliot.com. <laughs> Mind you, we are not paid to sponsor this product it is just something we found the label is kind of cool you've got what i can only assume is rex goliath on the front here <laughs> also just a random rooster they found on like google images <laughs> who knows who knows um as we uncorked the bottle there was also a rooster on the cork which i don't know about you Seamus, but i thought was a pretty nifty surprise i'm gonna be honest with you i did not notice <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Um, <laughs> I was too busy spinning the cork and seeing where it would go. It was pretty cool, so if you're looking for something fun to do while you're listening... Yeah. 
So spin the cork. Spin the cork if you're if you're drink if you're listening and drinking with us. Like honestly, shout out to you. Yeah. Um, that means two things. One, we have listeners, and two, <laughs> and two, you respect the podcast enough to follow our lead, which we appreciate. Yes, thank you very much. Also, just a few more stats here. We've got an alcohol content of thirteen percent by by volume, and it is produced in Campo, California. So, if you're into Californian wine... Maybe the hometown of Rex Goliath himself. <laughs> we, can, we can only dream. Yep. Uh, with all these stats, um, you, you, who would guess that I'm the stats major between the two of us right now? <laughs> yeah, should we like introduce our uh, lives, maybe? I feel like the people who are listening to this probably know us. Okay. So- <laughs> oh, fun fact, guys, though. If you do know me, here's a life update. I just declared a Spanish major. Congratulations. Three days ago. Yeah. So uh, How was that? Uh, muy bien. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the right track. Look at that. All right. So, um, into this, the... Uh, I was going to say, can we give like a, um, a preview into like what this podcast is going to look like? Yeah, I think that's a good plan. Yeah, I think so. What our, our idea is that we will drink a new wine every, every week, as is Will was mentioning. And we started off, we've, we've had like a glass so far. Um, and then we hope to drink... Preferably, like, the, the bottle, or, or, or a substantial amount of the wine by the end of the podcast, and kind of see where that takes us. Um, anything else you want to add there, Isabel? Um, yeah, so, through the podcast, we're going to discuss some, you know, along with the wine, some mm-hmm. relevant yep. issues in our lives today. Yep. Yep. Um, maybe toss some funny stories in there. We're going to have a couple celeb guests. Every now and then, we have a couple planned, actually, on the docket. Um, so... Aaliyah is our guest this week. Um, we also may have a former colleague of mine from last summer coming uh, down the line. Um, and each episode will have its own wine-themed uh, name. So hopefully we will get into talking about Survivor a little bit this week. Yeah. And hence this uh, episode will be Survivor Ghost Wineland <laughs> after the uh, name of the season this year, which was Survivor Ghost Island. So creative. Yeah. yeah. And if you haven't been following along with Survivor, boo you. Core. Yeah, we'll but, get we'll get into know. all that. We'll get into all that. Like, should we start off with the wine? What do we think so yeah, far? Yeah, yeah. So um, here my term of the week, Seamus. Oh, is I like that bit. That's a good bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna. This is my uh term that I just recently learned, and by recently I mean about well fifteen minutes ago when we started drinking. That's good prep. Um, tannins. Tannins. Tell me. Let's about talk about tannins. Let's talk about tannins. <laughs> Little did I know when I woke up this morning I'd be talking about tannins. <laughs> Okay, wait, let's start with the Google definition of a tannin, okay? So, when you put in Google tannin... Oh, Leah's putting we, up our studio... We need to not be disturbed, so... Wine podcast recording in progress. Our, we actually do have an official studio. Did you put in process? The wine recording is in process. <laughs> Alright, so let's start with the Google definition of a tannin. Yes, please. A tannin is a yellowish or brownish bitter-tasting organic substance present in some galls, barks, and other plant tissues consisting of derivatives of gallic acid used in leather production and ink manufacture. All right, so... I'm going to need the layman's terms. From from that definition, it's not really what I was reading when I clicked on the first article in Google. However... I I noticed a substantial lack of wine-related content in that definition. All right. So, when it comes to wine, a tannin, essentially, is when they're making the wine. Which, Mm -hmm. now that I think about it, I think we should learn the process of making wine. We should. That'll be an episode. Yeah. Okay. Um... 
So essentially, when you're making wine, you first start fermenting the That's wine. That's a big part of the podcast is hearing the pouring of the wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, essentially, they like ferment the grapes with the skins and like little chunks yep. of okay. the like bark and mm-hmm, shiz mm-hmm. in there. Um, what does this rate it? And we said shiz. <laughs> This is still for the families, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. I just say shiz because no, no, I think, I it's, think it's funnier than shit. I think shit, we can probably but... swear. I think the audience is wine drinkers. So I yeah. think I already said whore, so <laughs> you did. kind of crossed think, that line. You, you definitely did. Okay, um, anyways, so, so grape, seeds, skins, and stems, tannins are naturally occurring in those things. Mm, okay, and that makes sense. So they, like, ferment, or they, uh, yeah, they, like, take the grape juice with all that stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And they, like, let it sit, and that's mm. where wine gets its red color. Interesting. So the longer they let it sit, the more red it is, but the more it tastes like shit, like bark, you know? Oh. So that's the tannin. It's, like, the dry, the dryness. And then they, like, take it out eventually, obviously, because there's not, like, skins and stuff in yeah, here. Yeah, But, um, so what? it says, you experience the effect of tannins anytime you drink a wine that creates a drying sensation in your mouth. So that's why red wines... You are like, you know, when people are like, oh, it's so dry. Yeah, yeah. It's because there's more tannins in it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. This, wow. That's really fascinating. And that's why, I, okay, in my mind, I'm not undercut all of the, the good, you know, educational aspect of what we just went over with tannins. But I'm picturing, you know, someone like in the buckets with grapes, you know, stomping <laughs> on it. Wait, okay. <laughs> have you seen Grape Lady Falls? I have seen Grape Lady Falls. So do we watch it for the, uh, the listeners? <laughs> it's going to be a very visual thing, but yes, let's do it. Well, I'll describe it as we go through, okay? Yeah, okay, so, but so, I, so I'm picturing that, like, do we know what the process of, like, crushing the grapes for, like, a wine looks like? I would assume that I now mean, it's automated. It's probably automated. Right? Yeah. I can only assume. However, in a town <laughs> of... Um, We're currently on YouTube. Grapes. There it is. What kind of grapes? Let's see where you know what i'm actually not gonna be able to tell you what town this is from but this was on fox 5 news it's on fox fox 5 fox 5 if you youtube grape lady falls you'll find this all right Elia, have you seen this no. okay so this is one of the classic youtube fail videos really like this is from the start. This is from 2010. This is right? like up there with like Charlie bit me. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Charlie bit my finger. All right. Here we go. With grapes. What kind of grapes? These are filled with Chamberson grapes, and the winner this Saturday, who's talking music, eating international foods. Have- All right. So I don't know if you can hear it, but they're in buckets on a platform, mm-hmm. stomping mm-hmm. in the in the grapes. So I don't know how fun this is. For and they're wearing matching outfits. Matching outfits. That's Yellow T-shirt and like. Camp counselor shorts. And wine tours and tasting, vineyard tours, seminars, arts and crafts. It's a lot of fun. A whole day. Stop. Oh. All right. There's an increased pace of stomping right now. I feel like they should be wearing like black outfits because then if they want to rewear it, like you, these these khakis they're wearing are gonna be stained forever. You're right, and not to mention their skin on their feet. Yeah. No. Everyone knows grape juice stains, just like Kool Aid, cherry Kool Aid. You get that on your hands. There's no. There's no turning back. Oh, I can't breathe. Stop. I can't breathe. 
people can't get through it. So does um, the lady who increased her pace of stopping <laughs> accidentally stepped on the side of the barrel and fell <laughs> face first off the platform. And to be completely honest with the two of you, first off, who screams like that when they fall? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay. But to be completely honest with you guys, the best part of this video is the next few seconds. Here. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, boy, I think she's actually hurt. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, as you're talking about this, <laughs> this is on a news channel, right? <laughs> Well, the camera switches back to the people sitting comfortably in their uh, the couch in the studio, and they go, "Oh, oh no, ah, uh, yee! I think she's actually her." <laughs> I mean, if you couldn't tell by her, you know, it's suddenly turning into a werewolf on the ground. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Anyways, took a hard fall off there. Oh, hey, gosh, I hope she's okay. Okay, mm. we're gonna okay. make sure she is. We'll try and That's check on her and get back right. to you as soon as we can. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> <laughs> Our goal of this podcast is to be as cool under pressure as they are right there. Oh gosh, I hope she's okay. <laughs> we'll check on that right at this break. Um, oh, funny. So, Leah, after seeing that for the first time, what are your uh, what are your reactions? I found her um, noises after she fell to be a more significant part of the. More vital part of the moving process than her falling, yeah. so I hope you all heard that. Yeah, that was fantastic. All right, Isabel, should we bring it back to the wine that we're drinking right now? Yep, what yep. Are, what are your thoughts um, on the content of the tannins, um, <laughs> the, uh, the the seasonal application of the wine? Like, what when, I mean, we're drinking it, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it is currently June 1st, if I'm not mistaken. June 2nd, I am mistaken. <laughs> um, June 2nd, I am mistaken. Uh, and uh, do you think this is a is a summer wine? Are we talking fall, spring, winter? What are we What are we thinking? All right. So, to answer your first question, <laughs> what do we think about the tannins? Yes, I, I threw quite a few questions at all you. All right, all right. So, you know me, Seamus. <laughs> I, I'm I do. not. <laughs> red wine is not, you know, mm-hmm. my number one favorite wine of all time. Of the two colors. How <laughs> of the the three? Oh yeah, pink. Thank you very much. Um, we are college students. There are two types of wine. Moscato and red. Shavis <laughs> <laughs> has never spoke more of the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I'm doing a little swirl here if you want to mm-hmm. swirl along mm-hmm. with me. Yeah, I have a mason jar, so I'm not going to swirl. Shavis <laughs> yeah. is protesting wine glasses... Because I he wants to be hipster. I just, yeah, that's a, that's a consistent thing. Yeah, I think my first gift to Seamus this summer is going to be a wine glass. I will still drink from a mason jar. Okay. Um, so when I first started drinking this, mm-hmm. I was thinking, strong tannins. <laughs> I taste the stems of the grapes in this. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm not quite sure if I'm using that term correctly. No, but... no, I, I, I almost guarantee you, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? I, I'm just wondering currently if we're going to have any analysis outside of the one term <laughs> that we currently know. Okay. <laughs> so I would say, <laughs> you know, it's pretty full-bodied. It gets all of my mouth. Describe what you mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just give me one <laughs> She is currently on Google. 
and looked at me very disappointedly like, why are you putting me in this position? Alright, so, listener. you know what? I'm right. So, full-bodied wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on HowStuffWorks.com. In oh, case you're another great podcast. Up there with the greats, which we will soon be with. Yeah, okay, so... <clears throat> Essentially, a full-bodied wine. Mm-hmm. Here's a second terminology of the day. Um, have a Ricks. A Ricks. I mean, that term described it too. <laughs> okay. Um, have a rich, complex, well-rounded flavor that lingers in the mouth. <laughs> it does. No, I, will, I, I would agree with that. But, you know... Yep. <laughs> it's there. It's lingering. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, I'm detecting, you know. So, you know how uh, out in California they have all those... Um, vineyards? No. Yes. Yes, vineyards, but also the forest, the sequoias. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. How could I forget? Yeah. So, I'm wondering now if the red wines from California have a little bit of a barky taste. Well, because and those of are the also type like redwoods. Those are... Oh, the Redwoods. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. No, the Sequoias, I think it's the same term, right? I think those are the same tree. I think the Sequoia is a Redwood. Yeah, I think they're... Maybe the... they're more Redwoods. I don't is know. It, is this like a like a square, like a rectangle, like that whole bit? But, yeah. Yeah. I see. I... Okay, so... Yeah, so anyways, yeah, anyways, anyway, so, yeah. so I'm saying, very full-bodied, mm-hmm. and surprisingly, it's actually quite sweet. I mean... I'm wondering if the free range part of it mm. has something to do with it. Like, mm, it's got a little bit point. more of a fruity flavor than your average red. I'm sensing a little wild side to it, you know? That you wouldn't get with a cooped up uh, wine. <laughs> Only comes with a 47 pound chicken. Yeah, yeah. No, if this if this wasn't free range, I I don't think it would be worth the... And what seven dollars we paid for it? <laughs> it was five ninety nine. It was five ninety nine. Yeah. So me. if you're balling on a budget, yeah. like the rest of us college uh, students. Uh, yeah. Another point we just want to make about the podcast as a whole: like these will not be your uh, top notch wines. <laughs> they will be uh, primarily for college students. Yeah. And what you could get at Dinky Town slash Total Wine, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I just realized, Seamus? Mm. Goliath. I mean, like. He- oh. Right? I didn't really put it two and two together. I just was thinking their name was Rex Goliath, but I didn't actually, like, think about the name Mm. that much. Mm. But do we think the rooster's real name is Rex, and then they just added Goliath for, like, show? Mm. Like, Rex, because it's Rex hyphen Goliath, right? But Rex also is, like, a kingly term, right? Like, is it, because I think, like, Tyrannosaurus Rex, it's like, Rex is kind of like the king. Oh, so it's bigger than Goliath, is what you're talking I, about. I think that those both kind of combine to be a, the biggest. like, a, the biggest. Yeah. Oh. Also, another Goliath connection, Seamus. Yeah, another Goliath. We'll talk about that in just a second. <laughs> I want I want to talk about the wine and, like, how... All right. Like, what, what so... Um, Next question. Yeah. Seasonally? Yeah, seasonal, seasonally. Seasonally. Yeah. So, I'm going to... There's going to be two parts to my answer for this question. Mm-hmm. One, the image of the rooster. Mm-hmm. To me, iconically, a rooster is late August, early September, kind of like okay. transitioned into that fall. It's like end of summer, fall, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I just see the countryside, strong wheat fields with mm-hmm. roosters crowing mm-hmm. on a fence. Yeah. What you about know? Easter? Interesting. 
Easter as well. Yeah. And you know, when Do I was... Do roosters have to do with Easter? Eggs. Okay, 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 I get you. You know, I don't know where Aaliyah was going with that one, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I, let's not talk about reproduction, at least for the first one. (laughs) We're trying to keep this for the family. Yeah. Okay, we're we're second guessing our, our, our ability to have you as a guest. Okay, anyways, so, um, anyways, that's, that's the image I have in my head when I think of a rooster. I think this is a late fall line, in my opinion. I think, like, the, the weather's getting colder. Like, I don't think this is your summer wine. I think, when I think summer wines, I feel like a little bit sweeter, a little bit more, like, not that it's going to give you a kick, but that it's going to give you kind of just, like, a a boost, you know? You're talking about the tannins? I'm not talking about the tannins. I think more tannins probably, (laughs) probably lead to more of, like, a, a stay inside, like, you're going to be, um, I don't know exactly what I'm going for, because, like, again... This is a cheap college wine. <laughs> but I think this is going to be more of, like, your type, like, okay, we're going to, like, chill and kind of just, like, drink red wine while doing something else. Right. You know? Maybe and eating so, a good steak. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you're going to be doing something, like, inside. You're going to be, like, you know, maybe maybe you just had a nice, nice dinner and you're uh, going to a game night type of thing. Um, and that's kind of where I envision it, like, more of, like, a staying in type of wine. Yeah, I would agree. You know, yeah. but here, here's my next question for you, Seamus. Yep, absolutely. Um, do you ever, like, when you think of summer, do you really think of red wine ever? I don't think so. So I don't want my, my, this is something that we're going to do more research on in terms of, like, yeah. how you, um, the different, the different types of wines. I mean, just, this is, this is a project for us as much as it is a, 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 a labor of love. Um... <laughs> Um, but so, I mean, like, I would agree with, like, what I'm thinking. It doesn't fit in with it. Yes, it does. Like, this is, this is a project we want to learn. Right. But this is also something we just want to do for fun. Like, right. But, like, we want to make this, like, a learning experience for ourselves and our listeners. Um, so, like, I, I don't, like, when I think of a red wine, like, yeah, I would probably think, like, just in general. Yeah. More of a winter, a winter type feel. Um, and Moscato being more, like, your spring into summer or something, like, a sweeter, a sweeter wine. Um, also, you know, your... Rosé. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, so, you're saying, like, white is summer, you know, yeah. red falls, winter. So then, would, would rosé be the August-September wine? Potentially, potentially. Um, I think... I, I, I mean, I'd have to I'd have to get a hands-on feel for it. I, I, <laughs> in this moment, I can't, I can't give you, like, a, a definite answer. All right. Yeah. All what's right. The, what's the wine that... Riesling, yeah, Riesling, that, that we like to, that we have, like, um, that one as well. That's, that's like, a sweeter wine, too. Well, okay, never mind, yeah. But that's, that's a sweeter one, like, a spring kind of wine as well. All right. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Well, do you feel like we've wrapped up the wine section? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess our final thing should be, like, do we recommend it? Yeah. Would you drink it again? Would I drink it again? Yeah, I think it's, a, like, a solid red. Like, I mean, like, I, when we first, like, uncorked it and we were going through it, like, this is, it's got a little bit of flavor, um, and it's not, like, too bitter that it's, like, tough to drink. Like, I, yeah. you can consistently sip on this, I think. And but let me like tell you, Seamus can drink some, some tough-to-drink wines. I'm kind of the go-to for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I would, I would give this a, I mean, I wouldn't say it's anything special. I'd give, like, a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'd say 6, 6, 
Seven, honestly, I'd probably give it a seven out of ten for a red. Yeah, I guess that's the question. Is it like a wine in general or like for a red? I, I think we should go by category. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, you know, I, would, I would bump it up to a 6.57. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I don't, I guess, I mean, I don't know what I'm looking for in a red per se, but like, yeah, this, I think this does the job. Like, it's drinkable, it's, <laughs> it's your, your bitterness that you're, you're kind of looking for in a red. Um, again, cost, I think is the only thing, like, maybe I'm, I'm talking myself into an eight here. Like, as far, and, and I, I will say that the Rex Goliath story is its own entity. Um, you know, it was enough for us to, when we were going through a whole rack of wines, pick this out and be like, yeah, Rex Goliath, it's got a backstory here. This wine has a purpose. You know, <laughs> you, know you just inspired me, Seamus. Right. I moved up to seven and a half. Okay. Let's say seven and a half is our combined rating. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I'm a fan. Okay. Also, you know what I just realized? We mm. forgot the most important part of wine tasting. What did we forget? The smell. The smell. Oh, good point. We gotta waft it. Remember yeah. in chemistry class when they're like, we gotta waft things. Waft, out. don't sniff or you'll burn your nose. Exactly. Exactly. Let's waft it. It smells like a red wine. <laughs> it does. I don't, I don't know what else we need to add here. I think we have a bit of terminology we need to learn. <laughs> in a future, in a future podcast. I smell like strong fermented flavor it does smell fermented i don't really smell a ton of like <laughs> grape. i smell like a little grape <laughs> wonder why maybe? i would i would hope so <laughs> um yeah yeah this is yeah i i think that that covers what i what i have to say about it smelling i would agree all oh, right so how do you feel about the crafting opportunities with the quarks okay and Aaliyah just asked a good question yeah. so in terms of crafting, we have a big plan to make a, a cork, cork board. <laughs> a cork board? Yeah, a cork board out of the corks. Um, and I'm a big fan, as Seamus clearly didn't notice, mm-hmm. but me, the crafting self I am, and Aaliyah, the crafting self she is, have decided that these corks are excellent for crafting opportunities. Sorry. All um, right. What's yeah. ne- what's next on the docket, Seamus? Um. Well, I do want to like. Well, we have our guests here, Aaliyah. I wanted to talk with about. Um. So recently, um, Aaliyah was fortunate enough to see Hamilton in Chicago. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> no, we're, not, <laughs> we're not gonna go farther. Not, okay. I was. Wait, I was like. Seamus was, I was so like, Can we? Can uh, we no. just? I. I think we should do just a quick. Little singing. I mean, like, if I'm gonna do a song, it's gonna be like, Dear Theodosia, like, Dear Theodosia, what to say to you? That's my, that's my, that right there. That's also the second Every last girl song listening the to this podcast just swooned because of that, Seamus. Yeah, you're I'll right. I'll tell you that you right know, now. I'm, I'm a great. He is single, ladies. No. I just got a text that I don't, I, unreal. Uh, Seamus, yeah. stop. Let's talk about Let's it. Let's talk about the text. Um, so, <clears throat> I. Am a student program coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> so Seamus is an SPC. I'm an SPC at Orientation and Transition Experiences, which stands for Student Program Coordinator. Um, basically, that means uh, I oversee the current orientation leaders. I just got a text from my partner, um, Bree Shuffle, uh, that she saw one of our orientation leaders at Bloco, and <laughs> that orientation leader is not 21, and that orientation leader is wearing their polo. <laughs> At Bloco. Um, I would also like to say that this orientation leader is in Run Club and someone that I would consider myself to be, uh, I was friends with before. Um, so I, I think that kind of And tells... if you're listening, that was a subtweet from Seamus, your boss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's there's you, a chance you, can, you might listen to this. I was yeah. going to say, you can guarantee um, that if you say at me next time, Seamus will call you out. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna text this orientation leader. Please take off their polo and logo right now. Please take off your shirt. Seamus is essentially told- telling one of his employees to strip down in bloco. Let this heard. go down in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's right. That's an aside. Strip um, that down for me, yes, Liam Payne. Good song. Honestly, great transition. Let's transition into that. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, Seamus wants to talk about his up and coming career as a stripper. Uh, oh, oh, yo, Magic Mike though, great movie. Like <laughs> sure, honestly, we, your own we, we we watched that in this very basement we're recording in right now. Um, you know, what was it? Four guys, just like yeah, like I'm here for the plot. Honestly, okay, that's sure. good. How'd you feel about Matthew McConaughey? For all what, of you what do listening, I think about Matthew McConaughey? Matthew Seamus, Mike. yeah, I like Matthew McConaughey. Seamus goes for the personality, not looks. Apparently, according to is. his uh, thoughts on Magic Mike here. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, also like maybe they were clearly like very good looking guys as well. So <laughs> there's that part of it too. But that wasn't why I stayed. Matt Bomber, <laughs> if you're listening. I wish you were straight. <laughs> You're a hot man. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaliyah. How was Hamilton? It was great. Um, I did a little research before, and I will say, like, my two main takeaways. One, like, when you see it in person, the king is, like, his own character and, like, really actually super funny and, like, which I feel like he's super insignificant when you listen to it. And also, that one song, um, where... Hamilton is a musical. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, get on board and right now, stop this. Stop everything you're doing. Except for drinking wine. (laughs) Turn on... It pairs well with wine. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, continue. Sorry, sorry. That's their drink. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that song where Angelica Schuyler is, like... Satisfied. Right? Is that the one where they do the rewind? Yeah. yeah that satisfied. in person, like, I didn't really... I feel like I got so much more from that song when I saw it. Because they, like, reenact all the rewinds and you actually, like... I don't know. I didn't really get, I think, what they were really t- singing about when I listened to it. But they, yeah. like... Visual and they have the rotating stage, so they actually like rewind everything that happened. So it like it's really re, like cool. the stage like changes direction and goes into yeah. the rewind. Really? And they like change their like um, Elizabeth Skyler like takes off her veil and they rewind. Like it's just like visually, I was like, oh, that's what they're singing about. I feel mm-hmm. like I didn't get that when I listened to it before, and it was very cool. That's what I feel like. That's when I when I have talked to people who've seen Hamilton. Um, you know, Elliot, our, our roommate. Um, and and everyone else like satisfied is always the one that's like that was incredible to see in person mm-hmm. as opposed to like just listening to it and like i honestly don't even think that's like the best song i just think that's like the most significant song you can watch in person yeah and then yeah also i hear because I, I was reading about the show in chicago specifically and it seems like the king there like they make a way bigger role than they do in new york and he's actually, like, such a good actor. It's so funny. What do you mean by, like, bigger role? Well, when I was just... Because I was kind of worried, like, not seeing original cast. And, like, I've only listened to original cast. And I was like, I love that. Am I going to just be disappointed kind of mm. thing? So I was, like, reading about it. And, like, people were kind of, like... Honestly, I'm glad I saw it in Chicago. Because original cast was kind of, like, the Lin-Manuel Miranda show. Mm. Like, he mm. was, like, center of attention. Everybody was obsessed with him. That was the focus of the show where... 
in Chicago, there's other characters that become more significant. Like, the king, often they just had, like, in the corner, like, his reactions to things being funny, and just, mm. like, even when he wasn't present in songs, and he was just a really funny character. I haven't even thought of about him being, like, a character outside of his, like, yeah. songs. Yeah, like, when everything's falling apart, they just have him, like, sitting in the corner laughing and stuff. It's really? It's just, like, quirky, kind oh, of. super funny. But, yeah. What are, you mentioned so you mentioned that like you didn't think satisfied was like the best song like what are your like favorite songs I guess out of Hamilton? I mean the opener just like gives you chills obviously mm. especially when you see it. Um, hmm. Just a quick side note too. Seamus is containing himself right now, <laughs> but I can tell he's about to geek out in like <laughs> two minutes. Well, I mean my thing is like, I mean like I don't know if I'm holding anything back, but like my like I I know exactly like what the songs I love and I'm like. Right. I know what songs I love, but, like, I want to hear what Aaliyah, because, like, I think everything, everyone takes something different away from Hamilton. And I know even, like, when I listen to Hamilton, like, again, like, yeah. there's always something new that I'm like, oh, that, like, just stuck out to me that I didn't even realize before, or a connection that I made, you know? Something yeah. Like that. Um, I like the Aaron Burser song, because I just think that's, I don't know why I think that's so funny, but I just love when they say that so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And then also the one that starts when, um, Hamilton, like, throws the book and is, like, Dear John, you fat mother. <laughs> Whatever that song is, I like that one. So the, what, the Adams Administration? Yeah. There's, and I think on, I don't think this, and this wasn't in the mixtape, but um, there's a book that you can get to um, when my family visited New York. We um, mm-hmm. visited, like, the um, Trinity Church, like, where, like, the cemetery is, and, like, some yeah. other, like, landmarks. And so, like, my sister ended up getting a uh, book that has, like, all the backstory, like, Lin-Manuel's commentary on each song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the Adams administration, he, like, he had a whole, like, dissertation, like, that Hamilton, like, had for, like, yeah. uh, John Adams. And I think that was, like, part of, kind of, that, that bit yeah. as well. Yeah. And then also, I know, um, when I saw, like, a piece of that book, I think, just, I went, like, deep in Twitter on, like, the Hamilton hashtag or something mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was, like, in the car. And... The part where he, like, references Macbeth or whatever, um, the reference he was using, like, was not actually, like, well-known at all. Like, it was super obscure or something, and there's, like, this whole narrative about that. I think he ended up changing it. I don't know the story exactly, but I'm sure you can look it up. I might have favorited it on Twitter. <laughs> um, but he's, like, because he says, like, I hope you'll understand, like, my reference to, like, this super common thing, but it's actually, like, a very nuanced thing in Macbeth. Like, sure. I, I hope you understand my reference to, like, another Scottish tragedy. Yeah, Scottish tragedy without having to name the play. Yep, you're right, you're right. Also, if you're going to see Hamilton, all of the Hamilton-themed drinks... All of the Hamilton-themed drinks are Hennessy. You cannot drink any liquor other than Hennessy. Because I I looked it up because I was confused, naturally. And I think it's because the Hamilton book was written by, I believe, Jonathan Hennessy. Mm. That's the only reference I could find, potentially. Hmm. I just searched Hamilton Hennessy in that. Like, the how old how, yeah. how old is Hennessy? Like, I don't the, know. the alcohol, like, when was it created? Around the time of Alexander Hamilton? That's a I great question. Is that why everyone wants to drink it on their 21st birthday? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just associate... Everything goes back to Hamilton. Man. Um, jeez, I just... Okay, uh, I yeah. I, I don't know. Because they have, like, the Hamilton cocktail that you can get, and it's basically a Moscow mule, but with Hennessy. Interesting. There you go. So there's that. 
any other notes on like seeing Hamilton in, in person like anything that stuck out to you that you didn't get from like listening to it um I loved Hercules Mulligan who doesn't love Hercules I Mulligan I loved him listening to him but he was also cast perfectly mm. and so I was just like oh this is great that was awesome Cool. Isabel, what are your thoughts on Hamilton? You know, I haven't listened to it a ton, mm-hmm. other than with you. And so, I, I'm glad to take up that role as the <laughs> Hamilton bearer in your life. If we could describe Seamus in three terms, it would be there's more wine, survivor, Hamilton, or but there's SBC so much Run like Club, SBC Run Club. I think we need about my, ten words okay, to describe like Seamus's full. Being. I more so mean my relationship with Seamus, That's I fair. Guess. That's fair. That's a good point. Like, what I get from Seamus. What I've learned from my relationship My with utility him. to you. No, not <laughs> that. Just, like, what you've added to my life. Yeah, that's exactly what I just said. <laughs> my utility to you. <laughs> no. That makes it sound really bad. <laughs> I'm trying to save it. <laughs> it's alright. It's alright. We're I friends. Mean, I still consider you a friend. I've always considered you a friend. I don't see why that has to end. <laughs> wow. Because you changed parties to see an opportunity. I saw no. You changed parties to run against my, my father-in-law. Father-in-law. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think the first time I ever listened to Hampton was actually with Seamus. Mm-hmm. At an event. <coughs> what was the event this called, is, wait, Isabel? Can we at tell an event. Stories? Wait. First time you listened to Hamilton. That's awesome. Okay, so, um, first time I listened to Hamilton was with Seamus, and our roommate Haley, or my roommate Haley. Yeah, I need to top off, apparently, according to Seamus. <laughs> I'm just noticing half a bottle still unfinished. I'm like, we gotta, we gotta get, yeah, we gotta get table. after it. Yeah, right. Like this is this all is right. What the podcast is all about. There we go. So, um, <laughs> do you have like a piano app? No, that was, that was <laughs> Hamilton. Surprising. I totally recognized that first note. I was like, bum, ba, da, da, da. <laughs> Alexander, go back to sleep. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> you guys kidding me? I'm honestly so impressed by that. Oh, yeah, that was the song, right? I like, yeah, I opened it to look at which song was my favorite. And I accidentally clicked it, and Seamus recognized it from two piano notes. Not even. It was only one. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Have an early meeting out of town. Still clock outside. I know. I just need to write something down. Why do you write like you're running out of time? Go back to bed. That'll be enough. That fool, you know I'm gone. Actually, he dies. So that's that's kind of the twist right there. <laughs> Jokes on Elizabeth Skyler. Well, <laughs> I did. Okay, wait. Actually, like a couple days ago, or like by a couple days, I mean you know a couple weeks ago. Um, since my concept for time clearly is so messed up. Um, <laughs> update on the OL T-shirt. Uh, the OL is uh, currently realized that when I texted him. Uh, please take off your polo. He's like, oh, you're right. <laughs> and I would have liked that realization to come earlier. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? We're there. We're there. Yeah. <laughs> At least he, he got there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I so I was listening to Hamilton a while ago, and the songs that I very distinctly remember are the ones with um, where Elizabeth Schuyler is 
from what I got from it, the mistress. Mm, Elizabeth Schuyler's never the mistress. Um, I thought, I, wait, isn't she the sister, right? So Elizabeth Schuyler, Angelica's a sister. That, Angelica, like, there's, there's, right. There's some sexual tension between the two of them. Right, right. My so, dearest, comma, mm, Angelica. Comma, the comma's big. Right. Yeah. So I was listening to, like, is it's like two or three songs maybe, mm-hmm. right, that are about that whole mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had never, like, sat down and really, you know, listened through Hamilton. Mm-hmm. But that part really spoke to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I finally, right. like, understood the story. Mm-hmm. The story part yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. The story does go so, like, it gives so much. You have to, like, like really pay attention. That's what I found. Yeah. And um, a little bit of intention problem. So mm-hmm. sitting through the entire soundtrack and listening to it all the way through... It's a little difficult for mm. me. But, going back to the story, the first time I listened to Hamilton all the way through was with Seamus. Hamilton and Hose. What's the name of the event? <laughs> Since Haley's yeah, a wrong. huge yeah. fan of alliteration. Shout out Haley's event names. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just remember from that night, we had a great night. We each drank an entire bottle of wine. We've got some great picks that, upon request, this we we're willing to share with in the you. Making. Like, this is this has been happening for years, and we just decided to record it now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I just remember we're walking through the streets of Dinkytown because we were in a rush to finish the rest of Hamilton mm-hmm. with Hamilton playing from our phone speakers. As you must. Right? And it was just one of the best nights of my life today. Oh my god, that was... That's amazing. We have such a great pictures from that night. I'm pretty sure that night, actually straight up. <gasps> oh my god. I and our first <laughs> wine spill of the podcast, Rise and Wine. We, it's happened. We made it. This is what we came for. And you start with <laughs> red wine, no Oh less. my god, and I'm the one wearing a white t-shirt. I'm wearing white shorts. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. What the fuck? <laughs> Toilet paper is all <laughs> Yeah, it's toilet paper is the belt. It's falling apart all over my butt. <laughs> we <laughs> we still have not... two more segments we need to hit, Isabel. Right, I'm not going to lie, y'all. I should not have drank and stood up. I think that was the mistake. <laughs> okay, so, anyways, continuing on. Uh... Um... I think we should move to the next section. What do we think? I do. So I, I want to make a hard transition. Mm-hmm. Seamus, what was the first time you listened to Hamilton? Okay, I, I, I say the first time I listened to Hamilton. Um, so actually, I think it goes to a point that um, Isabel uh, was mentioning. Like, you don't really, like, get the context of, like, each song until you, like, hear the whole story. So um, the first time I heard it, I think it was when I was, like, freshman year of college when I was coming back home. I believe it was Thanksgiving. Um, and my sisters were listening to it because they were part of the musical for that semester at in, high, in their high school uh, north um that was in the heights which is north Sheboygan north high school knows. Sheboygan north high school um and so it was in the heights which is also <laughs> produced by Lynn Manuel Miranda um and so then they were discovering more about Lynn Manuel um that and they like Hamilton Seamus, I know you're looking at the scene on my shorts and it won't <laughs> go away I promise it's not that bad I feel like it'll go away but so they're listening to like they they in the heights and it was just when Hamilton was becoming big so they listen to Hamilton I'm like this is kind of weird like just like rapping about Alexander Hamilton so were and you like Thomas Jefferson were you like losers or like I wasn't what, like what was losers but I was like them? okay like this is just like a 
thing they found on YouTube, like, you would, you know, just go like down any... Vine. Like, they would go down any YouTube rabbit hole, right? Um, <laughs> and... But, but but then it, like, persisted. Like, I came back for Christmas, and there was still this thing that happened. I came back for, you know, I, I think probably the next time I came back was, like, after, like, so, like the spring semester had ended. And they were still listening to Hamilton. I'm like, okay, like this is, this is big time. And so like, you I kind of all to your sisters. I I do. I really do. <laughs> like they're the musical ones in my family. Um, and I had heard about it, actually that that spring semester as well, just from people that I had interacted with uh, in college. And I was like, okay, like this is clearly becoming a cultural phenomenon, and I need to listen to it. Cultural. <laughs> it, 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 it mean it is though. Like no, it, it is. for sure, for sure, for um, sure. And it was like the con. Like, the content of it, too, is also super relevant still. Oh, so like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and so I listened to it. Um, I remember actually distinctly, like, I just was, like, I was um, in our in my back driveway. Just, um, we have a basketball hoop back there. I was just putting up some shots, and I was like, God damn <laughs> Seamus is a number. Seamus is a total baller. Tinder bio. He sings. He's a baller. Yeah. He, um, he's a wine connoisseur. I do it all, clearly. No, but, um, but so I, he's I a blooming wine connoisseur. Blooming, yeah, clearly. And um, it's not connoisseur, it's sommelier, so can you get it? Good right point, good point. Um, we only have three terms of the week, Aaliyah. <laughs> it's. And sorry, I know it sounds Somalia like I'm being mean tans. to Aaliyah, but you need to understand our relationship. It's very violent. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, so, so I, but I remember distinctly like listening to it, like I do this kind of music, and I'm like I play basketball by myself, and <laughs> I was in Hamilton. It's cool. I, I was, swear. <laughs> I was in Hamilton, and um, it was uh, I was pretty immediately hooked just by the story. Like once you hear it from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, you just gotta listen through, and and the songs are fantastic, um, and it's a. Uh, it's a masterpiece that will go down in history, um, and I, I am very curious to see, like, how we will look back on it in, in years to come. Yeah, me too. I know Lin, Lin-Manuel has won so many awards in the last, oh, like, yeah, three yeah. years. I mean, he's a, he's a huge, he's an A-list, A-lister at this point. Also, oh, for sure. speaking of, like, rabbit holes on YouTube... If you want to go on his Twitter, it's super easy to get in a deep hole scrolling there. His Twitter. I started great. following him yeah, on Twitter, actually. Twitter well. it's great. Yeah. yeah, he has a great Twitter. Very down with, like, social issues, all that oh, yeah. stuff. Also, also, when the, uh, what hurricane was it that hit, like, Puerto, was, like, Rico? Puerto Rico and Florida? I don't and, remember the exact name. Was it Irma? Thought it was. Sure. We'll we'll say. Okay, I, th- I think. I think. Anyways, so the hurricane that I think it was Irma, but um, he actually composed a song with to- like all of the Latin American singers, like people from Puerto mm-hmm. Rico, mm-hmm. like because his I think one of his parents I think might be from Puerto Rico or at least like I think so. one of the islands. Um, and it's the coolest song ever. Well, it's so good, and he's got some rappers in there like. He also did yeah. a, a collab with, um, collaboration with, uh... A collab? Sorry. Um, collab? I'm just thinking, like, in text speak right now, yeah. <laughs> um, he did a collaboration, though, a song with, um, the, I don't know the, the name of the, of the person, but the, like, lead of Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Um, and, like, uh, he did, like, a song between, like, It's the Story of Tonight and, mm-hmm. um, I believe it's, like, Looking Through a Window is the song, I think, for Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, like, really, really cool. They, they performed it at the, um, uh, is it March for Our Lives, correct? Um, was it the Parkland? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was really cool. Awesome. Cool. Oh Should we make a hard God. transition? Yeah, I think we're gonna hard transition. Um. Go back. 
Alright, okay, um, we just gotta... Well, yeah. wait, also just on the Lin-Manuel Miranda note, if you're looking for a, um, on a lighter note on his Twitter, I say this tweet of him teaching his sons, um, <laughs> how to pronounce cities, um, I believe, like, in Puerto Rico and the area where he's from, and it is so adorable. He's, like, working on pronunciations with his, like, three-year-old son. Who is my this? my heart just melted. Lin-Manuel Miranda on his Twitter. He, like, posted a recording, and my heart melted. Cute. Okay, hard transition right Hard now. transition. We were talking about Rex Goliath wine, <laughs> and I'm going to use that to transition to the David and Goliath upcoming season of Survivor. But before we can talk about any upcoming seasons of Survivor, we must talk about this finale that happened last quick week. Quick recap. Yes. Just a quick recap. So... Four, the, I, I already mentioned that this uh, episode of the podcast is called Survivor Ghost Wineland. So this is... <laughs> now that um, we're finally getting yeah, to it. Yeah, finally getting to it. it prob- probably only getting to it because we need to talk about it because I mentioned it at, you know, whatever, ten minutes into the podcast. Um, <laughs> even four, maybe. Probably, probably. Anyway, uh, so this, sur- this is with the 36th season of Survivor. Um, it's kind of become a cult... Like, um, classic, class, not classic, but like a cult pastime of our, of our friend group here. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We've, we've all been watching Survivor very frequently, like during this year, last season, Heroes versus Hustlers versus Healers, and, um, this season, Ghost Island. But, um, so this finale just wrapped up last week, and, uh, spoiler alert, if you are actively, uh, Survivor watcher and haven't <laughs> seen the Survivor finale yet, um, this is your warning. I'm about to go in three, two, one. Wendell uh, Holland won. <laughs> Wendell Holland won. That was a great one. Thank you, thank you. Um, so yeah, Wendell Holland, uh, in a season that was dominated by two people, Wendell Holland and Dominic Abate. Uh, that's won, his last name? That's his last name, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm very into this, as you can see. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, D- Wendell won the season in a first ever tie at the final tribal council. Um, that's 36 seasons, 36 folks. seasons since... In like 2001 or 2000, when the first season came out, like this is the first time it's happened that there was a tie at the final tribal council. Both Wendell and Dominic got five votes, and the tiebreaker was the third place finisher, Laurel Johnson, who I am Facebook friends with. Um, this she, was a big moment for Seamus. It was a big moment. When I, she yeah. accepted his uh, friend request. She's from Minneapolis as well. Um, that's why I friend her. I was like, a Minneapolis person on Survivor, I'll friend her. And she accepted my friend request, which is very odd. I don't know why she did that. I think, here's my thinking. Yeah. Take advantage of that accepted friend request send her a message be like congrats on i will third i place. actually know what, i will do that that's a really good you idea you should also see if you can get like a letter of recommendation to put on your survivor application <laughs> be like that's another thing wait. i want to talk about is i've been thinking about my survivor application i want to go on the show yeah I would. another day it's, i think ever it's a once in a lifetime experience i agree like oh uh, yeah i i i genuinely i'm not kidding you i'm not kidding you this is yeah. and this is me opening up i have a note on my phone about survivor video notes yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. a good plan. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. And my other thing is, though, I think you need to apply, like, now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if you notice, Wendell applied in 2012. It takes a while to get on. Yeah. Yeah. You have to show persistence. Like, and I think that's something they're looking for, like, because they're looking for people who are going to, like, yeah. who are actually be persistent through, like, who are going to be able to, like, survive 39 days. Which, I don't know if you remember, but on the Beauties versus Bronze versus Brains when I was watching, the poker player, Garrett... Yeah, he was He, awful. like, hated being there, which was, like... And he was really bad. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, okay, I'm done with you already. It's not good for viewers. You're upset. Like, this yeah. is just lame. Well, and there so, are people who have quit. Like, legitimately, Yeah, like, and quit. that girl, um... 
one of the girls on the brawn team did quit. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Once that, yeah. Cliff left, she quit. You know. Yeah, and Natalie. Yeah, there's been Colton who quit as well. Um and. Nayanka and Kelly both quit at, like at the merge. They were like literally the eighth and seventh place finishers, but they quit like at eight and seven right. left. Wow. So yeah, then they definitely look for that as well. All right. But, so um, the finale, yeah, Isabel. What are your What are your thoughts? My thoughts. Mm-hmm. I honestly going into the finale, I like going into the finale. I totally thought Dom was gonna win, like kind of no doubt. Mm-hmm. But Wendell did a great job. Yeah. And I'm actually really happy he won. When Laurel had to break the tie, though, I knew it was going to be Wendell. Like, yeah. her and Wendell's... Re- like, Wendell said she was, like, his sister, essentially. So, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. But moving on from the finale, I just have one question for you that yeah. just popped yeah. in my head. What would your Ponderosa be? My Ponderosa? Ooh. Well, I would... Wait, should we describe a Ponderosa? So, Ponderosa, yeah, describe Ponderosa. Okay, so, so Ponderosa is an island. Uh, I believe it's, it's kind of the estate. Yeah, <laughs> so it's where the people who have been kicked off the show after the merger. After the merge, who are on right. the jury. Yeah, so they're on the jury, and they go there after they get kicked off and just pretty much get to live their best life, it's island paradise. life. Like it's, it's It's literally paradise. They get to eat literally whatever TF they want. Like... I don't know. They wear pirate hats and shit. They wear pirate hats. They get videos done on them. They yeah. can order yeah, whatever so, food they want. And, yeah, they're in here, Fiji the yeah. whole time, by the way, you know. Yeah, they're in Fiji. On so, <laughs> goals. Um, And they all, like, the episode that they get, to- get kicked off, they all have, an, like, a little short video of what they thought of the show, what they're excited for on Ponderosa, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, There's been some dramatic Ponderosa videos, like Michael and... Libby. Michael and Jenna. No. Yeah. Michael and Libby. Oh, are you talking about Michael's where he tells Oh, yeah. good point. Good yeah, point. so Michael and Libby. So, no one really saw this coming, I feel like. Did we? I, I didn't mean, really see it coming. I didn't know about it before. I didn't, I didn't know about it before. There were a lot of relationships in this right, so Survivor. But they were all, they're all, like, gems. So, mm-hmm. um, Michael is 19 total dime like michael and libby are the most attractive couple. they are such an attractive couple and they deserve each other um but michael's 19 which is redonk and he has his own like (laughs) (laughs) chill guys and he has his own um like re real estate business yeah you know he's a yeah. real estate he's like, like generally he's a real estate agent at 18 he's like le- legit and model he's <laughs> legit more of an adult than i am oh than all of us in this room yeah ever all of us in this room tbh um so yeah and it was just like kind of funny because on his ponderosa he was like awkwardly shaving his beard and then he was like how old do you think i am to Olivia. and then she's like uh i don't know he's 23 yeah and he was like I'm 19, and she was like, ha funny joke! And he was like, no, no, for real. I am. And she was just like, Holy And she was like, she was shocked. Shit, she was like, yeah. Uh, I'm really into this guy who's fucking 19. <laughs> I know! <laughs> well, like, how would, literally, how would anyone react, though? I would oh be, I would just stand there in shock. I'd be like, Cool. But it's also, slowly, like awkward Nick Miller walk. No, out no, of the you room. wouldn't walk out though because it's Michael. That okay, is, that's a you're right. very attractive dude. As I was saying earlier, Total Bay. If you yeah, don't, you definitely got eyeliner. Okay, out. I was gonna say if you don't know what this man looks like, freaking look up his Instagram ASAP RN. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm assuming you just paused the podcast to look up Michael at this point. 
Because um, everyone knows. Yeah. That's yeah. an essential. But, like, yeah, if, that you, was... if you haven't, do it now. Pause. <laughs> and now you're back. Yeah, and now you're back. Um, but yeah, I, I there were... I guess we're like, should we go to Sebastian's Ponderosa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just we're just gonna hop, skip, and a jump over to Sebastian. So Sebastian was one of the last people. One of our favorite characters on the season. Also one of our favorite characters. This man. How does he? I literally, to be a hundred percent honest with you, I don't think he knows how to control his tongue. I don't think he can. I think that well, shit is Well, he can control his tongue better Roman. than Angela, but that's another aside. Um, <laughs> but he. One of the big things I learned about Sebastian through watching, like, double-digit episodes about him and his story on Survivor was that he's a fan of banana-flavored Laffy Taffy. Oh, me? Man. Wait, no shit. Yeah. No, he loves it. Me too. That's 100% my favorite, favorite flavor of Laffy Taffy. And wait, can I... Are can we I, best friends? Wait, can I tell you guys something? No. When I went to get my nose pierced, for all of you listening, if you don't know me, I have my nose pierced. <laughs> Happened oh. uh, in February. Um, I they had a huge tub of Laffy Taffy, and I said, "Hey, <laughs> can I take can I take your banana Laffy Taffies? I know it's a very unliked flavor, but you know what? For some reason, I love artificial banana flavoring. And the uh, person who pierced my nose gave me about thirty banana Laffy Taffies. That is amazing. Yeah, you ate them all. Yep." Good for you. And I like half them. I don't know. Where, I actually don't know what happened to the rest of them. They disappeared. It's so laying in a bag around our apartment. And I think someone threw them away. That's funny. All right. In closing, for a survivor. Yeah. Was it a? Did you enjoy the finale? Did you enjoy the season? I did. I did. I really did. It was a great season. Lots of drama, but also a lot of lovable characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I, mean, I think that the the big thing with like the season was there were two dominant characters, Dom and Wendell, all season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an, I, in my opinion, it was an average season, um, because it was so frustrating to see people, like, have opportunities to take out those two yeah. that were very clearly the top, um, and not take those opportunities, but you can't be dissatisfied with the winner, like, and, and Dom and Wendell, because they did play great games. Yeah, but there's also a lot of snitches, like, freaking Laurel. Angela, Angela too. Yeah. And Angela, goddamn! Yeah. Those girls just cannot keep their mouths shut, and I get that they're trying to, like, you know, get in with the top dogs, but... They just kind of, like, ruined a lot of their chances of, even if they got to the final three, the jury would be, like, it was well, they, like, kind of, like, ruined my plans. Yeah. But even, like, even the people that were friends with them, they, they didn't, they didn't respect their games. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so just going off of Sebastian's Ponderosa, mm-hmm. I think we should talk about what animal we both are. What animal we both are? You're referring to, like, spirit animals. Yeah. Okay. But, like... Not spirit animals because it's like, you know, spirit animals are more like na- like Native American. That's like fair, traditional. Fair, fair, so fair. we just watch. We just watch pieces of the puzzle today. Right, piece of the puzzle. Respect, respectful. Yes. Yep. Um, so what animal we would be, kind of as our as our persona? Yeah. Um. Do you have one in mind for me? Yeah. Okay, then I'll let you start. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna check this with Aaliyah. Aaliyah, I'm thinking meerkat. How do you feel about that? I get behind it. Okay, but also here's my other one: ringtail lemur, like zabumafu. Basically, same animal, different climate. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. So like, but but with the ringtail lemur, I'm thinking um, Seamus's hair color fits a little bit better in with that. 
And but I just feel like his personality is kind of like a meerkat, you know? I like he's just kind of like, cat. "Oh, you're high." Oh, oh no. gross. I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. It was a reference to today. Okay. Like the yeah, I know. Yeah. Seamus thinks we didn't watch his scene in Pieces of the Puzzle where he had to kiss a girl every week, but... <laughs> I don't think you did, no. I've right, seen right. it, I've seen it. Continue, continue. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I just feel like his hair really goes with that, so... Yeah. I'm feeling kangaroo for you, Isabel. Because you're tall. Yeah. You're yeah. tall. <laughs> You have a lot of energy. You're a very extroverted person. I feel like bouncing around. Um, I kick people in the face and kill them. You, you do. I've noticed that. I mean, I've meant to talk to you about that. <laughs> um, and I guess we're going to do it in front of our listeners. Clearly, yeah. this is an intervention. Yeah, this is an intervention. But kangaroo. I think I see kangaroo as your persona. Okay. What, how do you feel about that? You know, Seamus... I'm not very happy, but it'll have to. You're not very happy. Do I have a huge pouch on my belly? <laughs> no, I hadn't noticed it up to this point. <laughs> but I think it still applies. Okay. Sounds good. And also kangaroo. Uh, what's the name of the kangaroo wine that we were looking at as a potential? Ah, uh, yes, Yellowtail. Right, Yellowtail. So Maybe that'll be next week. Who knows? I know you're a big fan of wine, and I thought that applied. I think it is Thank time. Thank you, Seamus. You're welcome. You're, I, <laughs> I do it for you, Isabel. <laughs> uh, I think it's time to bring it to the closing of our podcast. So the last thing that we want to do, um, for those of you that are familiar with the NPR Politics podcast, they do Can't Let It Go. It is just something that they, through the week, that has been on their mind and that they can't stop kind of thinking about and want to share it with the world. So uh, we're going to do Can't Let It Go. Isabel. What has been on your mind this week? All right, Seamus. So, I'm not sure you're familiar with the process of making kombucha. I'm not. The now popular fermented drink that, surprisingly, I'm pretty sure there's been a law passed in California where you can only drink, like, a certain number of them because they're afraid you're going to get drunk. Because they're slightly alcoholic, correct? Right. They're slightly alcoholic. Very, lots of good anti, like, biotic mm-hmm. elements to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um but to make kombucha you mm-hmm. need this thing called a scoby okay right i don't know that <sighs> all right so i'm gonna show you a picture of the scoby this shit is the nastiest <laughs> thing you've ever seen in your life essentially it's just you know a giant piece of antibacterial mold that you or bacteria? just bacteria whatever i to be completely honest um, I don't exactly know, but you put this in your like tea to make it kombucha and this is what it looks like. Okay. I'm looking at the picture right now. That is disgusting. <laughs> Please describe. It looks like ravioli. <laughs> um, but mm, I don't like ravioli, but much grosser. In my mind, it kind of looks like a piece of bologna that you just, like, sat in the tea. Okay, I, see, I <laughs> definitely see reason. Yeah, no, you're right. You Not are correct. I was tea. wrong. The tea. Right. So, and here's my thing. This is why it's become a thing. So, my mom never posts on Facebook, right? So, her profile picture is a picture of my family from 2010. Mm-hmm. I don't even that's, know how- That's about <laughs> when we were uh, talking about early Survivor seasons. Before. Right, exactly. Okay, so, um... 
she just posted the other day mm-hmm. on Facebook for the first time in a really long time mm-hmm. a picture of her friend who she went to go see and her friend is very has an interesting personality and was like, Deb, you have to post a picture of me holding my scoby on oh, no. your Facebook. My mom hasn't posted on Facebook in years. The last time she posted on Facebook is because she meant to personally message my aunt. She actually posted on her wall. Okay? So she posts a picture of, like, here's my friend and her pet scoby. Yeah. She's holding this, like, foot-long piece of freaking mold because my brother's obsessed with kombucha. Anyway, so now I've been, like, Ugh! It's just so gross, but also I can't stop looking at it because why, like, how does something like this come to be, you know? That is so disturbing. Right. Anyway, so in case you all were wondering how yeah. Google kombucha is Scobies. made. Yeah, wow. Scobies. It's, oh, it's mm. not mold. Sorry. That's what a Google image tells us right now. <laughs> it's not mold. Um... Seamus, what's your, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's my, can't what, let it go, can't let it go of the week, yeah, yeah. what's yours, Seamus? So, um, uh, I'm a very big NBA fan, basketball, um, as I kind of mentioned, like, I was, I shoot basketball in my, in my driveway, all that, <laughs> um, he's baller is what he's trying I'm, to, I'm very baller, um, but there's been a story this week, um, outside of the finals that are happening right now. Um, outside of J.R. Smith running out the clock when he didn't, when he shouldn't have, because they were tied, um, they're the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers GM, uh, not, not GM, not GM owner, owner of the team, wow, billionaire, like billionaire. He has been running several burner Twitter accounts, which he uses to rip his own players and like support himself. On Twitter. What does that even mean? So he has, like, accounts that he, like, created that have probably, like, you know, 13 followers. Where he, like, comments on stuff and, like, rips his own players and supports himself. What? Yeah, like, like basically fake Twitter accounts. But why? Because I don't know. Like, why, why would a billionaire need to do that? So there's been, like, this whole article broke on, on like, through the week. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, he's actually, like, used it to share... Um, potential, um, like fit like the information on like the physicals of his players. That's like totally confidential information. Um, one player in particular, Julie Okafor, like they've been trying to trade him for a while, and apparently he like failed a physical um, when they were trying to trade him. And so like he like like went to these burner accounts and was like, ask Julie like he would respond to reporters like Philadelphia seventy six was beat writers, like ask Julie about this or ask him about this, and. Like, as this fake Twitter account, oh like, gosh. that looks like just a no fan way. that was salty and too into it. And, like, he's the owner of the team. Shit. And yeah. so, so what's going to happen next? Basically, the 76ers are in a, conducting an internal investigation into w- what these are happening. But basically, like... Can so, they, like, so this disown is, the so, owner? So, I mean, like, like, they can basically force him to step down. Like, the NBA can force him to step down. Right. Um, so, and so, okay, I will, I will say, like, I'm going to take a step back. Like, this is an accusation. Right. But the article that was written on it, like, shows some pretty indisputable proof that it probably is him or someone very, very closely related to him. Right. There's been speculation about it being his dad or his wife as well. Yeah. But, like, so, 
someone who because uh, it's like confidential info or why because um so like the person who tipped off the the ringer is the this website that um put this out there um the person who tipped off is like i did statistical analysis like within like um this is gonna be shameless y'all this is hopefully we'll see (laughs) um that did like analysis onto these like five twitter accounts that they noticed had been responding to these beat writers and the evidence was like almost indisputable that it was this the same person running these accounts and even further that it was probably brian colangelo who is the owner mm-hmm. um and so they tipped off the ringer about it they did the research and they eventually published this article um now but so they before they published the article they contacted the 76ers like hey we're about to publish this article um it has to do with the owner and we think these burner twitter accounts are him running them mm-hmm. only the the author of the article only contacted one representative within the 76ers the, the representative responded saying they they asked um, the owner about it, and that day, those Twitter accounts went to private. Interesting. All of them. All of them went to private. So it seems pretty likely that someone within the 76ers were running these accounts. Right, because they, would they went know private that, that day. Yeah. So pretty much at this point, there hasn't been any, like, finality to the story or anything. Right. But any closure at this point, but... It seems very likely that the owner of the 76ers are running these totally just like looks like these like way too into it fans, over invested fans, Twitter accounts responding to beat writers as the owner. And there were like certain accounts. That's like, crazy because yeah. they have, they're literally the owner. He's, literally, well, I don't, he's like, literally a billionaire. Why would they need to even do that? How no need at all. No need at all. Yeah. And like the, he would respond to like tweets about him being the owner and be like people like kind of ripping him like, oh no, I've worked with him. Class act. Like, stuff like that. Like, just defending himself to these beat writers. Weird. Yeah. So, that's just an incredible story that I, I can't get that's past. That's crazy. Can't let go. Yeah. Can't let go. Well. First podcast. First podcast is Finny. We did it. Sorry. It's much what, longer than we probably anticipated. I would say it's almost twice as long as anticipated. But I, I think it's a testament to... Our desire for this podcast to be a thing. Passion. Our passion for wine. Uh, I will say my wine bottle is empty right now. I will say I have about an inch left in mine. Yes. So I'm surprised. It At this moment, it's actually so good. It is a solid wine. Rex Goliath, the giant 47-pound rooster. Free <laughs> range bed. It says on the front of the bottle, the giant 47 <laughs> Rooster it, too. I didn't. Really we does. didn't mention that before, but it that is really so does the whole story. I mean, you know what? If, to, if you're listening to this, you're a future winemaker. You are aspiring to do that. <laughs> Put a story on your wine. Like that's what. Like we were looking. Our philosophy with this was we were just gonna go to Dinky Dunn Liquors and see what stood out to us, <laughs> and this did. And it had a story, a backstory, an enticing label. So I would encourage you to do that. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us. Hopefully yes. your bottle is as empty as ours at this point. Yeah. I, and party I mean, on, it's been an right? hour and ten, and if you're listening to it, you're probably not doing anything else. <laughs> so I hope you finish the bottle at this point. Not to rip our listeners. I, I, We love you all. We love you all. And I hope that this is, like, the only thing that's playing at your party with, like, 30 people at it so Seamus and I can become low-key famous. What a time to be alive. Right. Um, <laughs> Yes. If you're having a listening party, um, if you're having a listening party, 
I hope you have Rex Goliath 47 pound rooster <laughs> free range red at your party. And I hope you paused it halfway through to buy it and then went back and, and, and got that. So that you're even more drunk than we are. Uh, please, please. All but right. we're also, uh, yeah. See you at Blarney's. See you at Blarney's. Thanks for listening. Have a great uh, morning because rise and wine. Yep. Good morning. <laughs>